This morning I would like to talk about the priorities of our life. God's priorities of our life. You know all of us some point of time in our life or other we struggle through handling the priorities of our life. I just want you to, you know, I'm not going to asking you to write it down, but I just want you to think of two things which is important to you. Everyone just focus your mind a little bit and think your number one priority and the number two priority in your life. Anything that first, you know, comes in your mind, you know, that's what is your priority, obviously. So, first of all, everyone is ready with one. I'm not asking you, going ask, I'm not going to ask you to, you know, tell about what it is, but are you ready with the first one? Everyone? No? Okay, those who are ready with the first one, let's raise your hand. Number one priority in your life. It's a tough question, I know, but you are forced to decide one. Okay, number one priority, just remember that. Number two priority. Ready? Okay. So hope uh, Prashant and Ruth also doing, they are also doing the same thing. So we are all now, uh, you know, ready with number one priority in our life and number two priority in our life. Just keep that in mind, the back of your mind, okay? As we move further, that will help you. So basically, you know, people say that our priorities, they define our destiny. Our priorities, they define what they want to be in the near future. You know, someone has calculated how typically a lifespan of 70 years we spend on this earth is estimated or it is spread across during the 70 years how our lifetime is spread and they come out with the calculation it's a statistical analysis and then you know as a result they are saying that every human who lives on an average 70 years on this earth spends 23 years sleeping <coughs> 23 years sleeping and 16 years working right Sometimes it may be the other way. People, those who work more, but maybe this is an average, you know, statistics. They sit in front of the television for eight years. So 23 years they sleep, and 16 years they work, and eight years they sit in front of the television, and six years they eat. Six long years they eat, and six, lo six long years they travel and 4.5 years they spend for leisure you know they travel they are they you know go out spend in the in the with the games or you know some other things so the for the leisure I they, they take off from the work and six uh, 4.5 years leisure and four years they are sick right four years they are sick two years they spend in dressing Right? Two whole years they spend in their lifetime, they spend in front of the mirror looking at their faces, right? And then 0.5 years they spend for religious activities. 
Okay, so 23 years in sleeping, 16 years working, 8 years in front of television, 6 years eating, and another 6 years traveling, and 4.5 years leisure, 4 years in sickness, and 2 years dressing, and 0.5 years religion. So they are end of the 70th year and end of their life. You know, that's how the, the life on this earth is spent on an average. We are trying to see what Bible talks about our priorities in our life as we live on this earth. You know, for everyone, the first thing is an excitement. You know, those who are having babies or, you know, sons and daughters, they know the moment when the baby started telling the first word, you know, then you take the phone immediately and call your parents and tell them, you know, my son, the baby started telling something, right, the first word. So first word is important and the first step she or she takes, right, then we'll announce and everybody, tell everybody, my son started work, walking now, right. So the first thing in our life is important. The first day in school, you go and leave your son or daughter, your baby little one in the school and after some time, the moment you reach home, you get a call from your school, then he is crying, you are not able to control him, you need to take him back, right? So we remember that, the first thing is important, the first day in our work, you know, we switch work quite often, so we, remember, we know how to deal with the situation of the first day of the work, you know, in every time we, we take a new assignment, new job, how difficult it is in an unknown situation, right, in a strange atmosphere, you know, you are there and everyone you look at you in a, in a, with a different eye, so you struggle to handle and get accommodated in the first, you know, in that new atmosphere. So first thing in our life, it's very, very critical, very, very important. First day, first time when you met your spouse, remember I don't know whether you remember so it's 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 you know it's still in the memory maybe right and everything is important you know for people like you and me the first time when we met the Lord when we came to an understanding that we need to commit our lives to the Lord that we cannot forget you know every time when we give the testimony we talk about those days you know when I gave my life to the Lord you know some of us even write those date and time in the back of our Bible so that it reminds in our life in our mind every every, every day so first thing what we do in our life becomes more critical and it is more memorable as the days go by you know Bible talks about certain things about the first thing in the gospel of Matthew we see a recording of Lord's fivefold law of priorities Lord's fivefold law of priorities and Lord Jesus is telling <clears throat> when he was seated on the mount uh, in, the, in the mount to preach the longest sermon which he ever preached and he was telling so many things about first thing what God expects us to do so today we are going to study the first or the priorities in our life what God expects us to set those uh, things which are priority in our life let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 5 Matthew chapter 5 verse 23 and 24 Matthew chapter 5 23 and 24 therefore if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you leave your gift there before the altar and go your way first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift you know God sets a priority here and the way he is setting the priority here he is saying first your brother 
then you are gift. You know the way he is setting the priority he says I want to say that this should be your number one priority. This should be first and what he is saying first? First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. The first thing God expects us to do and he says us first your brother and then your gift. You know what does it mean to us today? You know today you know some some of you are mentioning about the love that we need to have for one another. That's so true. You know then the last days the devil that's what he says he does. You know he takes away the love and he sows the seed of discord and disagreement and conflicts among the believers among Christians within the church you know he takes away slowly he takes away the love from people you know the moment we we lose that love we lose focus and you know eventually we will turn into cold and we'll not be able to love the Lord you know loving the Lord is important in the same way loving our neighbors our fellow brethren and fellow sisters is very very important you know that's what Jesus is setting that as a priority in our life first your brother and then your gift you know he is setting the priority he is saying that worshipping God is important giving it to God is important you know but when we do that without loving our brother it is a waste you know that's what he is saying first thing you need to do is set things right with your brother love your brother you know it is very hard it is very difficult at times but you know as a Christian as a children of God we are expected to do that every moment you know the moment a conflict arises God expects us to you know kill that there that point God doesn't want us to take it further he wants us to love and bring that kind of you know atmosphere into our fellowship you know it is it is hard you know it is not easy you know especially the way you know we are building our church we call it as a multinational or you know uh, specifically for a community but even within a community we see that you know there are different languages correct people come with a different background people come from you know different family type so it's all you know the, the, we see a lot of barriers and you know we see a lot of groups with among us but now according to the word of God if you are not careful enough to love people the way God looks at us it will be very difficult to maintain that unity you know you are all telling about you know how difficult it is for me to do the work and to do the ministry the more challenge I find is you know as we grow bigger you know how to maintain that you know that, that uniformity across how to maintain that harmony among people you know that may be the challenge that's where we need not only me all of us we need more grace from God you know to handle that situation so it is important for us then we cannot neglect it you know people outside they say that okay I don't like this person I can you know I can just get away with him but you and I cannot do that there is nothing like I like one person there is nothing like I don't like another person because we should be able to look everyone as children of God as children of God you know God is expecting us first your brother and then your gift you know today God's work is paralyzed and you know his God's servant become powerless the moment they are not able to love somebody in their life 
you know the moment they start hating someone and moment they are you know you know bringing partiality into the church into the kingdom kingdom of god they become powerless you know whatever they preach whatever they say whatever they do we will not see the power of god we will not see the love of god you know there are many churches and many people go away uh, from the presence of god because they are not able to love people you know there is another extreme to it i'm not sure whether you are thinking about that at this moment there is another extreme to it you know there are that certain point of time you know when we are in the church set up like this we need to bring certain disciplines right we may instruct according to the word of god that doesn't mean that we are not loving them that means we are loving them you know god is instructing us you know god is you know rebuking us sometime because he loves us the same thing we do with our children if he doesn't obey if he doesn't do certain things if he doesn't follow certain things you know we rebuke them because we love them it's not that we hate them we love them and jesus is in the same way you know he was rebuking his disciples wherever they are supposed to and he was also showing his affection you know whenever in the, in the on the other time you know the true man of god is a man of god who rebukes and who instructs and who corrects and the moment he does that he forgets it you know that's the true man of god true child of god i think we need to practice that in our life you know we may you know rebuke someone we may instruct someone and the moment you tell them it's done it is up to them to receive it and do it in appropriate in a proper way but then once you are done your job the next time you forget that and you love them because they are your fellow brethren and fellow sisters and god expects us to do that at the moment we now we are not doing it we lose the presence of god we lose the peace of god in our mind and next time when you go and kneel down we will not be able to pray because we don't feel god there how can we feel god there if we don't feel for your brethren or your sister we cannot feel god and if you say that if we still feel god the presence of god you know without loving without having with having a bitterness about someone hatred about someone i would say i would say it's a fake presence of god it is not the true presence of god we cannot feel the presence of god if we think you know if we think really bad about somebody else and if you are not able to love them and we should be able to you know develop or we need to be sensitive in that area you know what will happen we will still be able to do we will be able to be bitter and still we say that we can love the lord we can say that i am still having that bitterness in my mind and i still worship the lord you know we'll be able to do how we will as we lose the sensitivity to the holy spirit and we should never allow we should never lose the sensitivity to the voice of the holy spirit we should be able to listen to his voice every moment and no christian can be right with god and not right with his fellow men or believer so today the first priority is our brother and the second priority is our gift and offerings and worship and everything that we do for god you know there may be conflicts there may be you know misunderstandings but you know you are forced to love your neighbor your brethren and the moment it happens the next time wait for the next opportunity and go and meet him and talk to him and set things all right god will be well pleased in that kind of offering that kind of worship and devotion we have for the lord secondly let's move on matthew 6 chapter 33 
Bible says, Jesus says here, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. What is the first? What is the priority here? Seek first the kingdom of God. First the spiritual, then the temporal. First the spiritual, then the temporal. Jesus said first your brother and then your gift. Now he is saying here first spiritual and then temporal. Let's read this, read the scriptures, little, go a little backward and read from 31. Therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for after all these things the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you you know God expects us to set our priorities right I don't know what priorities you could think of, you just thought of a little while ago. But God expects us to set our priorities first, the spiritual and then the temporal. I remember the story of the widow of Zarephath. If you can turn your Bible, 1 Kings, let's read only two scriptures, two verses from there. 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 12 and 13. 1st King chapter 17 verse 12 and 13 before that I will just give a little overview of what's going on here Elijah the prophet he saw a widow from Zarephath and as he was going to Zarephath that widow he came across that widow she was gathering sticks and as he called her and said Please bring me a little water in a cup and a morsel of bread in your hand. Elijah the prophet met the woman. She was collecting sticks from the ground. And Elijah the prophet asked the woman, the widow, bring a cup of water and a bread. And you know what she replied, verse 12. So she said, as the Lord your God leaves, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and for my son. Then we may eat it and die. You know, she was about to commit suicide. She was about to end her life. The man of God said to her, verse 13, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterward make some of some for yourself and for your son. You know, it is it is really strange because this woman she's saying that I have a little bit of stuff left out, and I want to you know eat and give it to my son, and then what she's saying, then die. We may eat it and die. Probably she is planning to kill her son and kill herself. You know that's the situation. But you know what the man of God goes and he says, you prepare something and bring it to me first. And she says, I don't have anything else. You know what is the truth behind? And he is telling her, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek first the spiritual. You know, giving it to the man of God, giving it to God is a spiritual thing. 
and do that first and there is a great importance we see in giving I thank God we have a church that gives to God amen giving is so important in our life and he is talking about the spiritual giving giving it to God and you know what he says the next verse if you can read and he is giving a blessing there and until the drought is over your building will not become empty you know he is giving a continuous blessing in her life you know that's what the giving brings in our lives it will make sure there is a continuity you know why do we invest today we invest thinking that it is going to return and the interest is going to get accumulated continually every day day by day year by year you know that's the investment he is here it's you know Elijah is asking that woman to make seek ye first the kingdom of God the investment we make today is in the kingdom of God as we seek God as we seek to seek after him as we give importance to you know godly things spiritual things we are making an investment in the kingdom of God you know God is saying that your treasure where your treasure is your mind is there your heart is there and God expects us to put our treasures above how do we put our treasures above we need to invest in God's kingdom we need to invest in our spiritual life to build up our spiritual life spiritual life of our children and God says first the kingdom of God first the spiritual things and you know Bible says in Psalm 39 34 9 to 10 if we can read Bible says oh fear the Lord you his saints there is no want to those who fear him Psalm 434 9 to 10 the young lions lack and suffer hunger but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing you know it's a promise of God if we speak those if we seek those spiritual things in our lives there will be nothing lacking in our life God will bless us plentifully you know that's what is his promise so secondly God is asking us to seek the spiritual things not the temporal things I just came across this illustration a group of friends one day they decided they will go for hunting deer you know they want to go for hunting deers in the forest and they decided we will go two by two and then we will go and hunt for a few hours and bring all the stuff what we got and at the end of the day there is one man they, he went together with his companion and at the end of the day he alone came back and his friends asked where is Harry you took Harry also along with you and now he is coming back alone carrying a great a big deer in his head on his head and he is coming back and the friends are asking where is Harry and he said Harry had a stroke on his way few miles backward on the trail and they asked him you left Harry laying there and you are carrying this deer back you know what he replied and he said it was a tough call for me to decide either I can bring Harry or I can bring the deer but I decided I figured it out no one is going to steal Harry but they may steal the animal which I hunted you know then I decided I will bring that animal but leave Harry there 
you know see the priority in his life you know sometimes that's how we set the priority but God is telling us seek ye the kingdom of God we need to seek the kingdom of God you know sometimes it is very vague in our eyes to set, see the priority but God is telling us seek ye first the kingdom of God and I will give you I will continue to feed you and there will be nothing lacking in your life as long as you seek after me as long as you seek after the spiritual things and the things of the heavenly blessing I will continue to feed you I will continue to bless you so first of all first you are brother and then you are gifted secondly first is spiritual and secondly the temporal let's move on to the third one in Matthew 7 Matthew chapter 7 verse 3 to 5 And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye But do not consider the plank in your own eye Or how can you say to your brother Let me remove the speck from your eye And look a plank is in your own eye and Jesus is calling them hypocrite first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye you know the number three priority in our life first to judge yourself and then to judge somebody else first to judge ourselves and then to some judge somebody else you know most of the time you know there is a there is a problem with the, the children of God you know we find that more mostly I don't know for some reason we find that mostly among Christianity if I am right you know we have a tendency or I have a tendency to judge someone else quickly to judge somebody else quickly <laughs> I remember um, uh, when we were uh, it's, I think it's in Maryland or Washington um, we went for a FMBB conference and uh, Dr. Sam Kamalesan was uh, preaching there <coughs> and we both went there we, we just went and there is no room to sit there and then we came and then sat in the first seat and the moment we sat and the word which came out of his mouth he was preaching in the middle of preaching and then he came out he said you are judging others you are not judging yourself and we just woke up and you know that's the first thing we heard when we entered into that sermon and then we had to analyze ourselves and you know make things right with the Lord Lord if that is me or if it is that is us please correct us where we are failing in our lives you know God speaks to us at, at sometimes in a tough situation like that and the question is are we judging somebody else and without even seeing what we are you know sometimes we unconsciously criticize for something of which we ourselves are feeling guilty about you know sometimes quickly we come to a conclusion in somebody else's life the reason is because the same thing is in, in our life and we know what you know trouble it creates in our own life and with that knowledge with that awareness we are able to quickly judge somebody else those who are going through it in Romans chapter 2 verse 1 I want all of you to read that verse Romans chapter 2 verse 1 it says therefore 
you are inexcusable O man whoever you are who judge for in whatever you judge another you condemn yourself for you who judge practice the same things i want you to read i will just leave you to read in your own version what does it say romans chapter 2 verse 1 some of us you may be wondering is there a verse like this is there a scripture like this in the bible it says you are inexcusable you know god doesn't like we judging somebody else you know that's nature you know it's 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 in it's our nature it is in our blood some sometime to judge somebody else but god is expecting us not to judge in galatians 6:1 bible says brethren if a man is overtaken in any trespass you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness considering yourself lest you also be tempted be careful you are getting tempted there galatians 6:1 somebody is going through something in their lives but you spiritual people you need to restore them with gentleness considering that there is a trap kept for you and if you if you fall there are chances that you may fall in that trap considering yourself lest you also be tempted you know what god is telling to you and me today not to judge somebody else quickly you know sometime the way i try to practice that in my life it may help you there are some so many things we find wrong with people people are not expect not perfect the way we are the way we expect sometime they are not able to deliver the way things what you expect but you know what it comes in our mind you know like a raging thing in our it comes in our mind why they are not able to do this why they are not able to do you know meet this expectation why they are again falling into the same thing again and again but you know what the moment we move from that place i ask lord to you know give me grace to forget them, those things and we need to ask god to give grace and give you know remember the way he would have looked at that person the way he would have dealt with that in that situation in that situation you know jesus did he rebuked people as i said but then the very same moment he became friendly right that's what he said he hates sinners sin sin and he doesn't like you know people sinning he doesn't like even people you know they are falling into the sin again and again he doesn't like that but now bible calls him as a friend of sinners how he could do that he was like us exactly like what we are going through the moment he looks at them he, the hatred would have come in his mind but then that defeats the purpose for which he came to this world and the same thing is true to you and me the moment we look at them oh okay now why it is like that why this is again but then 
it defeats the purpose if we continue to remain there it doesn't settle that purpose for which we are called we are called to bring that's what Galatians 6 1 put it in the proper way it says you spiritual you are you know you are called to restore such one with the spirit of gentleness so we need to ask God the spirit of gentleness the moment you do that you know what will what it will help where it will help it will not allow us to judge people you know the judgmental comes judgment comes little later moment you see and you get angry with the situation and then are you are upset with that situation why they are like this why situation is like this why he spoke like this you know why he looked at me like this so many things that's fine that's natural but then what do we deal with that after that you know that's where the judgment comes you we carry that in our mind and we forget everything that the good they did in their life and every blessing you enjoyed through them and you know every every you know every situation they brought you up and we forget everything and then we take this particular one word which is spoken and then that germinates within us that grows within us and we start judging them okay we think that okay this person is like this now he will speak this and tomorrow he will tell the same thing you know what we do we extrapolate it into the future and we make a judgment there thinking that this person is going to be like this you know that's where we judge but instead yes we are upset with him we are angry with him and we just leave there and next time when we look at him we look at him the way Jesus would have looked at him right and another aspect which will help here is immediately think about our own life that's what here he says first judge yourself and then your brother the moment someone did something think about your life how many such mistakes I have made in my life like this that will help us that will really help us not to judge somebody else because we we are ourselves we are going through the same situation so it will help us to come out of that you know the moment we are the how far you are able to how quickly you are able to come out of that situation you know that uh, you know that much we'll be able to you know love the Lord and the Lord will be pleased that much in our lives so thirdly Jesus is saying first judge yourself and then your brother fourthly Matthew 8 21 to 22 Matthew chapter 8 21 to 22 then another of his disciples said to him Lord let me first go and bury my father but Jesus said to him follow me and let the dead bury their own dead Matthew 8 21 22 Jesus is asking the disciples or rather Jesus the disciples were started following Jesus and as they began to follow Jesus Christ as he called them into the ministry they are coming out with so many excuses and someone tells first go and bury my father but Jesus said to him follow me and let the dead bury their own dead the fourth one we are trying to see is first what Christ wants and then what I want first what Christ wants and then what I want you know there are so many priorities in our lives a child of God he or she struggles through all these priorities and you know what what 
happens to a child of God like you and me, what we are going through. You know, we really struggle and we some point of time we find, find or we understand our inability to fulfill our own priorities. I, I come across that because you know we want to you know meet the priorities of God and then but whereas we have certain things in our own list and when do we do all this when do I have time to do all my priorities right so that that's obvious that is natural so we have certain priorities for ourselves exactly the man like here he's saying that let me go first and bury my father and then come back and then follow you we feel certain things are essential are necessary in our life for our human survival on this earth you know certain things are response our responsibility that we need to do it if you are a parent you are responsible for your child you need to do it we cannot get away with it but you know when but the matter is when we give the lordship to jesus christ you know there is a change there is something else is happening there you know that's what we we do when we you know give an altar call and when people come we give a warning there you know till now you are sitting on your throne in your life and you are controlling it your life but now you are saying that i commit my life to the lord jesus christ and i i subject my life to the lordship of jesus christ it means you are saying jesus is going to rule my life and he is going to become your lord but then you you think that you have your own priorities but now with your list of priorities you are giving your priority list to god because he is your ruler now and he is going to sh- shuffle your priorities and god is going to shuffle the priorities and the priorities what we think it's our priorities it is well it is valid priority it is what is expected out of us but now when you give it to god he shuffles it and you know what you don't you and i we don't have a question we cannot question lord why do you do that exactly same thing that man is going through it it is his number one priority now the dad his dad passed away and he has to go and bury the father the number one priority in his list but now he just forgot for a while he gave his life to the lordship of jesus christ even though he called him lord and he is telling him lord and lord this is my priority help me i want to do as my priority is it a right prayer or wrong prayer you know we make that prayer often we listen down the things and we go and ask the lord lord i want to do this please help me lord i need this please help me lord i want this house please help me lord to buy this house lord i want this car please help me to buy this so now we go with the list of things to god and tell the lord lord fulfill all this priority now who is the lord right we get into that trouble so here here he is getting into the trouble lord let me first go and bury then lord takes a moment okay this is what is your priority let me handle it let me shuffle it and i i will put the priorities in the proper way because i am going to rule your life and he did that and he looked at him and said follow me 
follow me that doesn't mean that we don't need to take care of our parents follow the Lord no that, that doesn't mean that it talks about the priority in our life so the fourth one is first Christ and then I Tom Landry who was an American football player and a coach he is ranked as the one of the greatest and the most innovative coaches in National Football League NFL in the history someone asked him once Tom Landry he, they asked Tom Landry why he had been so successful as a football coach and you know what he said in 1958 I did something everyone who has been successful must do I determined my priorities for my life and he said God family and then football the success for his life success in his life came because he could set his priorities in line with God's priorities and you know what he did he set his priorities correctly he said God and then my family and then the football game you know as he set his priorities right and he is considered as the most innovative coach the football history ever had you know God is asking us to set our priorities right you know some of us are going through that trouble because we are not able to set our priorities right you know I, I don't know what priorities we have in our life I know what priorities I have in the same way you know what priorities you have all that I can tell you is take the list to the Lord the same way he did he did the right question he asked his permission to do things let's take our list of priorities to God and ask him to shuffle it because he knows the best for us he knows what should be the number one priority because he says Christ first and then you second you know God is expecting us to set our priorities and as a, you know, as a generic um, a suggestion our priorities should be the same way what Tom did God first our family second and then the ministry God first our family second and then the ministry agree with me you know that's very very important you know many ministers many children of God they couldn't stand in the ministry for a long time because they put the priority in a slightly in another way they think that their life is completely dedicated to God I would say they would not have they would have gone they should have gone in that way they should never got married they never knew it they would have expected to have a family if they are all alone they can set their priorities in that way God and the ministry and then maybe the, themselves but now as a family when we are worshiping God God is expecting us to set the priorities very clearly God first and then the family today if I can think of if my family is not supporting me I cannot do the ministry so it is important that every moment I need to gain the support of my family to stand in the ministry so it is true for every one of us if we need to witness the Lord we need to witness the Lord as a family you know, those who God blessed as a family we need to witness the Lord as a family I cannot do all these things I can I do today without the help of my wife 
without the agreement of my wife I cannot do all these things I do I, I, I get the freedom with their support that's important you know God expects us to move in that way you know some of our families sometimes may not be here but you know in general whom we come across they may not be able to you know, understand each other in that way when it comes to the context of ministry but then God expects us to hold on till he brings us to that level of understanding God expects us to wait and then move forward because it is important let's be not to deviate from that priority God expects us to have God first then family then whatever we want to do for God Finally, the fifth one is Matthew chapter 23, 25 to 26. 26. Matthew chapter 23, 25 to 26. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. And he says in verse 26, Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Matthew 23:25 to 26. The fifth priority is first inside and then outside. We saw God said first your brother and then your gift first spiritual and then temporal first judge yourself and then your brother first what Christ wants and then what I want and fifthly first inside and then the outside you know the Christian life is not just a life of reformation it's not that you know we are trying to do everything outwardly so that people looks at us as and look our outside appearance what we do and they come closer to the Lord it is not that way it is not that way but instead it is an inward cleansing of our life you know reformation it, it, it means improvement you know making improvements you know we can make a lot of improvements in the ministry we can do you know a lot of improvements in, in the way we worship the Lord the way we do things for the Lord they are all called the reno, uh, you know reformations or reorganize things our priorities and all those things outwardly we do but mostly it is associated with regeneration or inward cleansing or rebirth you know God expects us to give importance to that first of all to the internal and then outside you know if you remember the story the way David was anointed Kings uh, sorry the Samuel the priest was asked to go to anoint a king for the children of Israel and he was in search for a king let's go back to first Samuel and then we close first Samuel chapter 16 if you can read verse 1 to 12 the Lord said to Samuel how long will you mourn yourself since I have rejected the king as king over Israel will you mourn with oil and be on your way I am sending you to church of Bethlehem I have chosen one of these sons to be yeah, I'll read the second. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. 
the Lord said, take a high part with you in saying, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Right, so here, Samuel has been sent to in search of a king for Israel. And he goes there, and here we see he comes to the house of Jesse. And let's let's move on to verse, um, verse 6. <clears throat> so it was when they came that he looked at Eliab, and said surely the Lord anointed is before him you know he was looking at all the children of Jesse one after another to find out who is the king there and probably Eliab came first then came Abinadab and probably Samuel would have just looked at them you know they are just tall and gigantic and Samuel would have you know thought Yes, this is the man that God is going to anoint as a king of Israel. He has an appearance like a king and he is majestic and everything, you know, is set properly. So he's just Samuel is just looking at the outward appearance. You know, as he was doing it, the Lord re- realized the thinking what is going on in the mind of Samuel. And you know, Lord is the way he is correcting him, verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Lord looks at the inside. The fifth priority God expects us to set is first inside and then outside. You know it is really challenging for me today, for every one of us today. Before we do anything outwardly, God expects to correct things which are inside our lives. You know if we don't allow the Spirit of God to work internally in our life how do we expect the Spirit of God to work outwardly in someone else's life you know if I don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit today how do we expect somebody else to hear when I say something you know that's where the challenge is it is a challenge for every one of us if we cannot listen to the voice how do we expect someone else to listen to the voice when we preach it is impossible it's not possible so God has to deal internally in our lives unless he deals with us internally we cannot expect God to deal externally to somebody else and if God is not the moment God is not dealing with us internally and with our external appearance with our external action and the word if someone is you know turning to God or someone is committing their lives it is not complete there is something lacking there there is something lacking there all that they have come to know the Lord by looking at the miracle the Lord did or by looking at something they liked somebody and they want to obey whatever they say you know that is wrong that is totally wrong there are people like this they like some preachers and then they want to obey whatever they say why because they like them because they like them they just look at the outside appearance 
you know I won't say it is fake because it's the word of God which you know which does its work but then there is something lacking you know those are the people the moment that persons fall they are not able to withstand but instead God what is telling is saying telling to you and me to clean our inward life the moment we clean ourselves in internally the outward will be cleansed automatically you know God wants to deal with us with our hearts this morning and as he's helping us to set the priorities in our life he's telling us first your brother and then your gift first your spiritual matters and then your temporal matters and he's saying first judge yourself before judging anybody it is first my priorities Christ me first and then you second and finally he's saying first is inside and then outside William Carey the missionary who came to India you know he was deeply concerned about the attitude and behavior of his son Felix he wanted to bring him as a missionary same as he but now he slowly observed and found out that Felix is not having that kind of inclination towards mission and that just broke his heart and William Carey was so upset about his son Felix and that young man he was a committed man he gave his life to Jesus Christ but he had promised to become missionary at some point of time but later in his life he broke his vow to God as he was appointed as an ambassador to Burma and William Carey was expecting Felix to continue his mission work what he is about to leave on the land of India and he wanted Felix to continue the work of God but now Felix is appointed as an ambassador to Burma you know Carey was requesting everybody to pray for his son Felix because he has to do the fulfill the will of God pray for Felix pray for Felix that's what he is writing in all his emails and sending across to everybody on the land and you know what he's saying he has degenerated into an ambassador of British government when he should be serving the king of kings he has degenerated he has gone to such a low level to serve the British government as an ambassador in the Kain Burma than serving the king of kings shall we close our eyes